What is going on, everybody? It is Travis here with the NPCs, and welcome to another NPCs Weekly News Roundup. It is July 16th, 2022. We are already halfway through the summer, and trust me, we know it sucks. But anyway, in the news, of course, tonight we will be talking about Ubisoft prepping to shut down some online servers for some of their games. And it's pretty devastating, especially pretty interesting with what happened with the Steam Summer Sale this last week. We'll also be talking about how the God of War Ragnarok uh, collector's editions all went on sale and now are all up on ebay being scalped for over 200 percent of their original value and of course we'll also be talking about respawn hiring for a single player standalone apex Legends style game that and more here in this week's weekly news roundup hello everybody and welcome to another npc's weekly news roundup for the week of november 20th 2020 it is Friday. It is, uh, where's my date? It's September 18th, 2020. Here's our first story, and this is actually breaking news for all of us right now here, too. Figured this is a, kind of a big one to cover, of course, with who it is. Joined via Discord by Kyle because we're in the midst of a pandemic still, and of course everything is all kinds of crazy. So this thing is a chocker. I mean... Yeah, it's a beast. It's huge. Doing a... Um, that we had the Resident Evil stuff, that they were successful with Castlevania. Welcome to another npc's weekly news roundup and it's the news time i am joined of course by kyle via discord kyle hello what's up man and there we go we are live we are on the air here i apologize if we have any frames or anything like that dropping right now i'm working to try to figure out what exactly could be going on there wouldn't be surprised if it's something on my side with what I'm trying to do as well, which includes recording the uh, stream so I can turn it into um, uh, turn it into a uh, uh, turn it into the podcast mixtape. part or mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll just go ahead. I'll stop the recording for now, and then I will just go ahead and do the tried and true fashion of just downloading the YouTube VOD and turning it into the uh, weekly news live stream podcast. But hey, that's what you're here for. It is the weekly news roundup again, <laughs> July 16th. Kyle, what's going on, man? What's up? Not a lot on my side, that's for sure. Yeah, everything here is on fire. I figured after doing a full factory reset, like erasing everything off my computer and getting it all built up again, that we would be in a nice, happy spot. But obviously, I've got some other things I need to tweak that, oh God, I guess I didn't plan for or that OBS did not save to uh, that exported profile but needless to say that's just all problems while i can do i'm deleting stuff off my computer to add stuff to my computer on the other hand so it's kind of weird exactly yes we need we need bigger computers we need some thread rippers up in this yeah you know we need our own like massive like workstation instances but anyway we are here of course to talk about not necessarily our computer woes we're here to talk about gaming news for the week so let's hop right into it with the big story and of course our title story for today and that is ubisoft is shutting down online services for some of their games that is correct so ubisoft uh has announced uh they're going to be turning off some online services for a bunch of their older titles and what that means is besides multiplayer going away, we will also be losing, and this is from the article by Ars Technica on, uh, let's see, what date was this? This was on the 11th. Um, we're going to be losing uh, not just multiplayer, but it means single-player DLC for the PC versions will no longer be accessible. And that includes for those who have already purchased and downloaded it before the coming shutdown. 
Those games are going to be Assassin's Creed 3, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Driver San Francisco, Far Cry 3, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, and Silent Hunter 5 on September 1st, 2022. Um, well, since this has come out, because there was a little bit of fire with this, Kyle, I know I sent you the link to this story, but mm-hmm. um, the original fire that kind of came up with this was not only just the shutdown part, but also the fact that one of these games... Um, I believe, I don't know if it was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. No, it was, it was actually, Assass- it was actually, I think both Assassin's Creed's and Far Cry. No, it was uh, all on, the. Uh... oh, go was, ahead. It was, uh, so maybe they were, um, Liberation, Assassin's Creed Liberation HD. This was the PSP version, I think, yeah. of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. That one, um, was uh that steam version is uh not going to be accessible at all following the september 1st shutdown however the interesting part is that it was on sale during the steam summer sale for 75 percent off which means that people who hadn't played liberation who wanted to fill in that gap in their uh in their assassin's creed story and who wanted to pick that up probably got it during the summer sale and may lose access to it at the end of uh, august however Turns out that Ubisoft is working with Steam to make sure that that ends up not being the case and that people will still be able to play it just as they have been. Well, and I had heard that uh, part of it was actually just bad narrative, the way they had written it, because the way they had originally written the article was that you were, even if you had the game, uh, single-player content, DLC, um, you were going to lose access to everything. And that, that was just... Uh, I guess a poor press release on their their behalf, um, but I believe it. Yeah. On on the other hand, I mean, I I have heard that um, you there's for sure not going to be any multiplayer. They're totally doing away with that. I've heard wishy washy things about uh, DLC, but it sounds like DLC will not lo- will no longer be um, accessible um, just because they're gonna delete the servers basically for that it, i probably hosted a, on the same servers as the multiplayer um just because it was added content um and then um from what i understand all single player content will still be accessible but only if you've previously purchased it now so if you mm. if you haven't purchased it no dice on that one you're gonna have to search out a physical copy yeah and a lot of the complaints about this anyway though too i mean it's yeah, Ubisoft did a very terrible job. And the idea, of course, of um, a terrible job really of announcing what they were going to be doing and the Steam Summer Sale having at least Liberation HD on sale. And now it's like, oh, you can only play it for basically two months and then buy. Um, but it does still come back to a lot of the video game preservation stuff, especially with this getting like shut down, these online features being shut down or that potential for the game to be inaccessible. You know? Well, and... I could also see them particularly attacking Liberation because if I'm not mistaken, it was originally released as a, as a, actually, I think it was PSP. Um, yeah, and it was, was released PSP. as a, or not PSP, uh, PS Vita. Um, and it was released as like a DLC originally and then got released as its own thing. Maybe I'm thinking of a different Assassin's Creed. So Assassin's Creed but... Liberation was originally released on... No, you're right, the Vita. I thought it was PSP. But it oh, went okay. in tandem with Assassin's Creed 3. So it was, it was because Assassin's Creed 3 was the one that took place in colonial America. And yeah, this was just the telling of another character that was introduced in Assassin's Creed 3 on their own. 
So well, and in later on editions, they had only added it as add-on content. I mean, it did have its own official release per se on you know Steam and I I think on a couple other consoles. Um, but other than that, it was it was more viewed as an add-on content. So I I could see where they could try and attack that one. Hmm. It still is just interesting that they would go and tear it's these pretty things down. yeah especially because of the number of people who still have these games like either either make it so that way there is some way to be able to get your content or make sure that whatever it is like drm wise that's in there um you know that requires an online check-in of some type is modified to something that acts locally you know that that's yeah. the big part of it but that's why well, the video game preservation part really comes into hand with this too Right, and I actually know a guy that he hosts probably one of the largest uh, Assassin's Creed multiplayer, um, I guess, groups that are that are still active um, on Xbox. I think 360 specifically um, for the Brotherhood version, um, but I, they're actually getting ready to have like their their uh, their funeral per se, kind of like you know they've done on red dead but i don't know it, it's it's just crazy because it, it's one of those things he didn't play it for a long time and the, the, uh what was it a couple years back they had talked about actually getting rid of the the servers for the multiplayer and he started up the group and they've been going real strong and yeah now it's all going away yeah it's just like the people who played halo 2 uh, when the original Xbox Live servers were shutting down on Xbox, or no, it was uh, Halo 3 on the Xbox 360, and all the people stayed in there till the very end. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Serpent Knight here in chat says, Sony has a similar problem. A lot of the things still for sale in the PlayStation Store can only be played with hardware that isn't in production anymore. Half my account purchases won't run on the PS4 or 5. Yeah, and that's just it's up to the console manufacturers, especially for a lot of first party stuff, potentially that needs to be addressed, especially in that vein and any of this third party stuff. Well, I guess it depends on the, how the contracts and how any other sort of agreements go too, because there may not be a lot that these folks can even do in the first place. It's just an unfortunate right. circumstance. We trust us. We despise it though, too. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like for at least those people with Liberation HD that there will still be accessibility of some type, but there's been no mention of anything else with these other games, though, too. So I guess we need to see what could come of this, whether it is Ubisoft extending out that date or whether or not we see some other hosting possibility that allows for these games to continue to have some of these uh, feature sets. But that's up to them, not us. Right. Yeah. But in the meantime, of course, like everything else, we carry on through the rest of the chaos and we get to talk about our next story, which is Rockstar confirms that the Red Dead online devs are moving over to Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, so in this story, we've got here from comic book, uh, comic book.com in their gaming section. Um, they have confirmed uh, in a press release from Rockstar Games that uh, the... Uh, uh, they are steadily moving more development resources towards the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series. Um, so while they're going to still be sending stuff over to the Red Dead Online community, um, or at least the Red Dead Online game, it's not going to be big themed content, like big events, 
or big updates or anything. It's going to be small, easy to deploy, easy to modify updates and and bug fixes and security patches that um, that will at least allow the game to run. But new content, like brand brand new content, whatever was released last year, is it? Which is really unfortunate when you think about how much time they focused on you know, developing Grand Theft Auto's online, and it had a rocky start just like Red Dead Online had. Yeah. Um, but, and and you think about it, I mean, Grand Theft Auto was going strong, and they had, they had attempted the uh, Red Dead Online before, so they, they should have already had a good footing in it. Uh, but I, I imagine with all the new systems and the way the engine was working, uh, it was, there was probably a lot of difficulty, and tackling it yeah it had that rough start but man even through having a rough start they've had people that have continuously played it for years and years and you know they've they've never had any of the or i I shouldn't say any of i i should say nowhere near the content that you would see in in grand theft auto 5 yeah a lot more of the online content in red dead online was very i guess role play heavy more than anything uh, a lot mm-hmm. of like I guess what people were doing with the uh, high pixel uh, GTA Online servers, the custom ones, you know, to offer that level of role play. I guess you know this kind of already had it built into a point, and so mm-hmm. by removing some of these larger updates or changes, that does definitely kind of put a damper on like what you're going to be able to do in the online modes. Anyway, granted, yes, they already they did say here, you know that. We plan to build upon existing modes and add new Telegram missions this year rather than than delivering major theme content updates like in previous years. And we will continue to highlight and share the creative efforts of our Red Dead community at every opportunity via the Newswire and beyond. So it's, it is a shame to see at least this online community, which seems to be pretty strong and pretty robust, getting kind of the shaft from, uh, from Rockstar. But, I mean, they, they act like um, the these content updates were always major and they, they never really were. I think they had in the entire lifespan, like one major, major update to the online for red dead. Whereas, you know, comparatively you would get about one every nine months on grand theft auto or less. Hmm. Okay. You Hmm. know? Okay. So, so definitely the focus seems like since GTA five came out that there was more emphasis on the GTA online content that there was for red dead online. And I, I think part of that has to do too with the, uh, the realized success that they were having, you know, after bridging the gap onto the Xbox one and getting close to the, or I guess closer to the middle of the console's lifespan and closer to the end of the console's lifespan. And they saw that it was still running really, really strong. Like, one of the highest player count continuously uh, games online. So, yeah, and you're going to go where the money's making, you know, where the money's being made at. So, and right. with whatever they're doing with GTA 6, that's going to require that extra heavy lifting that yeah. a game like Grand Theft Auto 5 really set forward. You know, I mean, Grand Theft Auto 5 is getting its next console release, or it's already had it, I think. Yeah, it had it at the end of last year, I think. Yeah. Um, but, it's like, you know, yeah, so it's like GTA 6 has a lot to write on, and I think we can get that from a business standpoint. But for at least a community standpoint where people are playing your games at, it does feel like a shame that 
this is how Red Dead's going to end up being, you know, going forward, that it's going to be kind of barren, so to speak. Yeah, and as I was speaking about it earlier, I mean, players now are, are literally getting on and reminiscing and taking photos or visiting sites like, you know, like this is the last time I'm going to be on the game. So I'm going to go to this canyon and I'm going to take a, a screenshot and that's going to be my background. And it's like, it sounds kind of weird, but some of these guys have played the game for, you know, two and a half years. And at this point, that's that's basically one of like maybe two or three games that they play because um, some people do that. They they pick up one or two games and that's what they play. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. So I guess where that leaves Red Dead Online is just as it is right now. And I guess for however long Rockstar decides to keep those servers running. So if you haven't checked out Red Dead Online, all the content's now officially there. So I guess you got to go do what you got to go do with it. it. It's still a great experience. I mean, it's extremely realistic. You have to eat and feed your horse and it, it's just it's crazy the amount of detail that they put into that game to not continue to expand on it but with that being said it's definitely worth the checkout yeah it really is and another thing we should check out here is our next story which is about god of war ragnarok and its collector's editions <clears throat> well turns out that those collector's edition sales went live on the 15th so that would be yesterday and uh, just as those editions went on sale, uh, not only did they all sell out, but now we're seeing posts up on eBay for these collector's editions being sold at uh, markups of about 200% or more. So it looks like when this releases, there's going to be three different versions of Ragnarok, Kyle. There's going to be the sixty nine ninety nine. Uh, or base version, uh, which is $69.99 for the PlayStation 5 and $60 for the PlayStation 4. Um, the collector's edition comes uh, with a replica Mjolnir, dice set, two Vanir twin carvings, a steelbook display case, Knowledge Keeper Shrine, and a voucher for digital goods for $200. And then there's the Jotnar edition, which is going to cost $260. And it includes the majority of the collector's edition um bonuses but has an alternate dice set a seven inch vinyl a pin set and a drop near ring um but you know and this list comes from GameSpot. but uh while that sounds all in good especially as we see for um collector's edition content what we are seeing though is that as soon as that happened to go up and the pre-orders ran out the um the scalpers hit hard and so uh GameSpot here is reporting that they are seeing anywhere for the standard collector's edition um, costing anywhere from, what is it, $260 to $445 um, and $448 to $600 for the Jotnar collector's edition. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing the... Uh, I actually, as you were starting to talk about it, I, I looked up the current eBay listings and I... I think the ones that I'm seeing are just the standard edition, but the most expensive one I've seen so far is 400. Let me. You said it. Ha, it was Jotner. I think yeah, J O T N A R. N E R. N A R. N A R. What are you seeing? 
I'm sure there's probably 500, some, 550, yeah. 525. Yeah, they're um so th- some of them may have gotten pulled or reorganized their prices um just seeing the the other listings go up from other scalpers, but yeah, that they're all still really high up there unfortunately. So okay. That that's no good. <laughs> no, that's no that's no bueno. Not one bit. So yeah, the scalping issue obviously is something that I guess, you know, really can't be fought here. I guess it depends on how many um how many were available. I guess it also right. depends on how many like are gonna be available through like different retailers because I don't know if the pre orders were directly through PlayStation, but if they were through any of the other retailers that we expect to see collector's editions at Best Buy, Games, uh, GameStop, Amazon, uh, Walmart.com, any of those spots, then, you know, maybe not all of them have been pre-ordered yet, but it's, it's kind of a mixed bag on whether like uh, PlayStation studios is going to like step up and say, Hey, we need to, we need to fix this. We need to get this sorted out properly, you know, and whether they start canceling orders and opening up new stock or they try to, uh, they try to issue more. Who knows? But See, and I, man, I almost think that this is um, just just because of what I've seen in you know you a lot more here lately. You see, like six months after the game release, a bunch of collectors editions will flood the market, like from retailers, mm-hmm. and it almost makes me wonder that if if the uh, distributor or the publisher is holding back copies like they only allocate so much of a percent like they're going to say oh we're only going to do 45% or you know 40% as pre-orders and then we're going to hold the rest till you know a holiday season to put out put out some at a at a decent rate you know cuz they'll make their money already on the the ones cuz let's face it a, a lot of that stuff it, some of it they can get made for free or actually pretty cheap. Um, so, I mean, there's that. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, that's actually a very interesting thought on that if they're doing, if they're going to do something like that. Um, I mean, I don't know if they've done anything like that before in the past, but that's not necessarily a, a bad way to kind of fight the scalping that they're, that these pre-order systems only have x amount allocated in them and as soon as it hits that number it's done but that doesn't mean that's 100 percent of the available stock um overall right. so no that's 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 probably gonna end up being the case that would be nice if they would um they would fight the system like that but we saw what happened with graphics cards and the uh new consoles as well too so but hey at least a lot of that is uh yeah. a lot of that's taken care of because funny enough i was in gamestop yeah. earlier today and gamestop actually has playstation 5s in stock so Oh yeah. Yeah. That that's funny. So Yeah, no, and man. of course just what was it last week? Graphic cards were something like twenty eight uh to thirty three percent below MSRP and available. Yeah, there were people who were able to go and snag all of the different cards that they have been looking to get for some time, you know, for good deals and good prices. So, mm-hmm. and these are brand new in box. These aren't even used ones anyway. So there is going to be fluctuation in the scalping market anyway, because everybody wants to play God of War Ragnarok and these collector's editions look really cool. Obviously, there's going to be people out there who are going to game the system. So let's hope that what you said ends up holding true and that there is some stock hiding away there in the background that makes its way out to the, the people who actually truly want it and not just to make a buck. 
Yeah, because I, I mean, really and truly, it, it's really unfortunate anyway when a lot of these scalpers, you know, they, they do end up getting some of this money that they're asking for stuff. And then later on down the line, you see it for, you know, two-thirds less than, you know, or, you know, a third less than what it was going for brand new. And you can pick it up brand new at, you know, GameStop, Target, Walmart, you know, whatever your retailer of choice is. Um, it It's just really disheartening uh, to us as gamers. And I, I think that's also one of the reasons you see some some companies put out collector's editions separate from the game. So you have to purchase all the content and all the extra stuff that you want set completely separate. Yeah, maybe that's another one of those methods to be able to fight the situation too so yeah yeah but well but it's hard we'll to see. say agreed yeah. we will see what they come back with um but i guess what we do get to see potentially coming back is hey kyle maybe we get a titanfall 3 here soon because Ooh. maybe not i don't know um, uh i guess it's going to depend so respawn the creators of the Titanfall series, as well as the ever-popular Apex Legends Battle Royale set in the Titanfall universe, have put up job postings for a Apex Universe first-person shooter incubation job. Uh, so, on their website, of course, they're looking for um, uh, they're looking for several different titles, and the one title that they call out here, at least as an example, here on Polygon is a senior environment artist and it describes the project as a single player adventure. And so because it's a incubation and this, they explain this here on the polygon article, here's what they say. And while this is just an incubation, meaning the project could be canceled even before it's officially announced and titled, it's still an exciting tease for apex legends fans. So what they're doing is they want to bring the talent together. They want to hire the people, bring them together and say, make what could be a single player game in the, what they call now the apex universe. Unfortunately, according to the article here, it looks like the Titanfall universe name has been replaced by apex because apex is now bigger than Titanfall, which That's is a shame. Trust me that that yeah. bothers me. But what this could be is that this could be, um, this could be one of those situations where um, it could be Titanfall three, just under some sort of apex name instead. It could be, or, I mean, it, it could be, you know, the progression of getting to a Titanfall 3, something that's, you know, more single-player focused without having the ability of the mech, more based on, like, the the pilot abilities of being able to wall run and, you know, do do more of the crazy acrobatics that you, you can't quite do in Apex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but one would hope that maybe it would provide more of that... Um maybe mixed bag of, of give us the best of Titanfall, give us the best of Apex and throw it into one game because me beat me back. <laughs> I caught, yes, I would love to see, I, I would love to see the return of, of Titans, but also see kind of like how the Apex champions also tie into it though, too, potentially. Yeah. You know, that would be a very interesting take on this itself, especially if it ends well, up being just straight up single player, not even multiplayer. Right. Right. Well, if if I'm not mistaken, one of the seasons they actually had something to do with the uh, Titan pilots, or or when when they released a new character, she was supposed to be the daughter of a Titan pilot or something like that. Yeah, they did have a couple. That, like it was like I hate to say this, but that was long enough ago. I think they've released two other characters since then, and of course they released Apex Legends Mobile. 
Um, right. But yeah, there were the rumors there that there was going to be one character, and we covered this too, uh, that was going to have a uh, ultimate ability that allowed them to call in a Titan that worked in sentry mode, but it never came to fruition. We never actually saw that happen. Um, so, it, yes. Probably because is... it would have won the battle no matter what. <laughs> True. Well, as it stands right now, I believe there is one character that has that relationship. The other one that came back in as a playable character, I think, is Ash. And she was um, she was an enemy in uh, she was an antagonist in Titanfall Two. So, oh, okay. yeah, so she came back as a character in Apex Legends. I actually had a whole two seasons, I think, that were dedicated to actually like like her and her coming back. So, you know, they at least helped to bridge a lot more of it besides just, you know, the the namesakes for, like, some of the companies and some of the weapons that were built into all of it. And, you know, it's right. like, okay, here you go. Now it's like you're getting more of the Titanfall stuff rolling into it. But this does really give me some hope. I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that we will get a, a, a Titanfall 3 in some form because of this. Um but it doesn't mean it's going to happen, though. doesn't mean we're going to see it happen, potentially. So many people are so invested in Apex Legends that we haven't been able to get a Titanfall 3. It sucks. Yeah, and to be honest with you, a game that would that was would be based solely on, you know, the first-person shooting and the, the pilot abilities, being able to wall run and the acrobatics, like I said, that would be good and fun for a little while. But, I mean, so many games are kind of doing that now. I mean... You've had side scrollers that have done it with like Katana Zero in a way, um, you know, just the the speed and the the movement, and I don't know. I I just kind of relate that um, that quick pacing to one another, um, and then you just other games have done it. Uh, Ghost Runner, uh, for example, first person shooter while running. Uh, granted, it's more like Hotline Miami in in the aspect that you have to complete each section in a one, one off, but right. I mean, it, it focuses on those abilities, you know? So I, I feel like you would almost have to have a Titanfall game to do something, you know, it'd be really difficult to do something that's solely based on apex, but who knows? Yeah, that is a, you make a very excellent point on that too. So it's going to be, that's where it makes me think like maybe it's under the Apex wrapper, but it actually is secretly Titanfall 3. Right. Maybe. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, Kyle, okay? Let me have this. I hope right? so. Let me I have this. I hope so. I need this. I can't survive off yeah, of Titanfall I, 2 I just, anymore. I just want BT again. That's all I need. I I might get off tonight and uh, play some Titanfall 2. Oh, Holy cow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, that's where we wrap up the news early. We go to Titanfall 2. Uh, no, we're going to finish right? this up, obviously. No, All right. No, we're well, going to finish. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's carry on here to our last main story for the day before we get into our quest marker section, of course. And that is with EA. So EA is ending their Bioware points and are going to be making Dragon Age and Mass Effect DLC 3. Uh, so Bioware points were a form of currency that existed in the Origin uh, launcher, Origin storefront for PC. And because they're going to be removing that sort of in-house currency system, um, they're going to be releasing all of the DLC for, or at least most DLC, here is the listing from IGN, says for Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3 to all players for free. So that means that um, 
that means that like for me for my original mass effect 3 install that i have or mass effect 3 game that i have on origin that means all that dlc will become available and you know if you weren't one to go get the mass effect legendary edition during the uh during prime days um there's that possibility um that maybe i don't know um hmm get to play it yeah maybe actually get to play it a little bit i mean it's really cool that they're doing this i it's seemingly really really late when you think about it i mean dragon age has been out for god how many years now um and then the original mass effect holy cow that was like the the second or third year of xbox i i feel like i could be wrong on that one no i think it was a little bit long later than that but still that just the fact that they're releasing all these DLCs that that came out. I I mean it's cool that they're doing it for free though. I and at least one of the games they they've already re-released. So I mean if you if you haven't played it um in the new version, maybe it's time to pull out the old versions and and plug in the DLC cuz there are some good missions on there. There really are. Don't get me wrong, there really are. Um, it's just, yeah, if you weren't able to secure a legendary edition or you don't go and pick it up, there's, you know, being able to have some of the stuff for free there. If you have the original games is going to be great, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if you haven't done any of the DLC yet, or maybe you picked up one, but you didn't pick up the other. Um, but it looks like, let's see here. Um, thinking back, actually, I think there was a DLC on mass effect two and three that unless you bought the legendary edition recently, um, the only other way you could have played it previously was if you pre-ordered the games. That's true, too. Yeah, there's that. And yeah. then there was some DLC that actually didn't even make it to uh, Legendary Edition because the source code was damaged or, or lost. Or yeah, lost. completely yeah. lost. Yeah. I And I think it may have been partially damaged in that that they, they just considered it a loss. But yeah, they, they said it was lost, so... <laughs> Yeah, so there's a, there's a very good chance that um yeah, there's a very good chance that something could go on there, you know, that maybe you actually get to see some of that DLC that we didn't get to see in Legendary Edition, but I guess that'll Pretty vary, cool. you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely it will be. Absolutely it will be. Um in the meantime, of course, though, it is uh obviously now, you know, I think uh well, let me see here. Where's the actual date though on this before we move on to the quest marker stuff? Um, right here. So the Bioware point stuff is going to be gone from the origin store on October 11th, which means that here sometime soon, you should start to see that DLC become potentially available. Um, but it doesn't exactly give a date onto when they're going to show up. So be on the lookout for those being available. If you have those games, um, in your inventory on origin. So, but in the meantime, of course, though, we are going to move on to the last section, of course, of the news for today. And that is the NPCs quest markers with Kyle. So, oh, my God, I got to fix this really quick before you talk, Kyle. Stupid. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Stupid, stupid thing. Let's see here. Uh, was it? Let's see. Was it that one? No, it wasn't that one. That. Oh, my God. I got to figure out where to put you here. No. Well, there's the quest markers one. I see that one. <laughs> I know. I got to fix it because it's like, okay, oh, my God. Whoa. Now I'm blown up. Ah, uh, dang it. 
I love this. I like. I have to go fix all your stuff now because you're just everywhere now. Thanks, uh, thanks for that, there, OBS. As I try to go and have my computer rebuilt and stuff. So, okay, <laughs> there. We're in a good spot now. I got you fixed. You're 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 the focus. You are the star of this show now. So, Kyle, let's get into the quest marker stuff. Take it away, dude. What do we got? For sure. So PlayStation has uh, completed its acquisition of Destiny Studio Bungie um, in the amount of, I guess, to the tune of $3.6 billion. Um, And, of course, speaking with uh, Sony CEO Kenshiro Yoshida, uh, saying the company's acquisition of Halo creator Bungie was partially motivated by its desire for PlayStation to become more of a multi-platform business uh quote we believe it will be a catalyst to enhance our live gaming service capabilities he said uh our acquisition of bungie also represents a major step forward in becoming more multi-platform huzzah yeah Yeah. huzzah and then uh this one actually wasn't in the list uh but i did uh feel the need to mention this playstation has also announced that they will be starting a new loyalty program. Oh yeah, uh, PlayStation Stars for gamers, uh, with rewarding uh, players for being like the first to complete an achievement in a game or doing so much in a game. So be on the lookout for the new program to start. Um, I don't think they have an actual release date. I don't think so yet. either. But they did, however, say it is not going to be NFT based. Yay! So thank God for that. <laughs> What else um, we got? Continuing on, we've got um, 343 has launched the Halo Infinite campaign co-op uh, public testing. Uh, started on the 15th, so as of yesterday, you were able to hop on as long as you have the Xbox Insider program or an invitation through Steam. Um, unfortunately, there has been many issues with the Insider program on xbox uh particularly on the pc side uh working so if you've gotten a invite definitely be on the lookout to uh do anything you need to to communicate through bungie i know they've already handed out some keys to try and make things happen um but yeah it's unfortunately i am not going to be on this one it looks like simply because i got a steam key and i don't even have the steam game (laughs) That's how they get you. Right? They're like, go buy the game again. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect, perfect. And in our last bit of news, um, the Power Wash Simulator devs warn Xbox players is in real life, in the game, do not look into the sun. Um, So apparently on Xbox, there is unfortunately a bug um, in this what is apparently an extremely fun game um but if you look into the sun and move while playing the console version of the game it can cause the game to abruptly crash yay we love crashes not really but um at the moment um future lab creator of the game is working on the uh on a fix but as of yet no word on when it will be complete oh well that's okay yep so right now as of 
Um, yet, the only workaround to play uh, the game and continue progress without crashing is to not look at the sun whatsoever and don't move while looking at the sun. So, there's that. <laughs> well then, with that then, that is it then for the news. So, in that, don't look at the sun, of course, uh, but be sure to go and look at our podcast, of course, over on anchor.fm slash the-npcs-podcast and go subscribe there for all the different content that we've created so far. And, of course, be sure to subscribe here on our YouTube channel as well. With that, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's NPCs News Roundup. We'll catch you all next week. Laters.